Well, good morning, Thrive Church. So glad you are here. Wasn't that just an incredible time of worship this morning? Can we give it up for our worship team operating in their spiritual gifts? Thank you, God. Man, that was just wonderful. I just really enjoyed it. And we're going to do, we're going to have a worship night here in two weeks. And I just, I'm going to ask, I'm going to just kind of promo this. So on this worship night, in two weeks, we're going to be talking about the overflowing of the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to ask you as, as people, wherever you are in your faith journey, that you would just begin to pray, whatever that means to you. God, you, we don't just want an infilling, we want an overflowing. And will you just begin to pray about that, what, whatever that means, an overflowing of God's Spirit. I am overflowing with joy this morning. I am so excited about the outreach that this church just gave to, to the 715 community. I am so wound up. I have, I have not had so many faith conversations for people who are disengaged from God than I've had in the last three days. Uh, it, I just was so excited with what God was doing. Just let me give you a little statistics here. In this event, is the, the moving experience, we had 332 guests walk through this church, and we got to have a life-giving touch with each and every one of them. This was all about life-giving, life-givers to our community through loving our neighbors. That's what we just, that's what we're going to do. We're going to love our neighbors. And, and I, I'm going to tell you, I was praying about this this morning. I could not sleep last night. I was so excited. I felt like the Lord was telling me, this is a defining moment for this church. This event was a defining moment. And we're going to look back in the church history. We're going to look back and say that's when it began. That's when it began. And I just want to thank all of those. So we had people who were praying for this event. We had people serving. We had people here at 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. I don't know what time you, you went home, but we were just uh, getting this church in order so that we can serve today. And I want you to know, it was, it was, if you're not familiar with the, the, the moving experience, they highlighted us on Channel 7 News. Go to their link and find out what it was about. But it was an art show. And what we did is we, we just used the art from the people in the 715. And the message was that we were dealing with the issues that the 715 is dealing with. Maybe some of you are dealing with some of those issues. Abuse. Poverty. Addiction. Suicide, all of these things that, that, that maybe have, had, have been a part of your life or in a family member's life. And we just as said as a church, we are going to do more than just talk about it. We're going to stand up and do something about it. And I, again, it, it, it was more than an art show, okay? If you're not familiar with what happened here, I want you to know, you know in, in these past few days, we had seven, seven Christian leaders who gave presentations and testimonies of what God done, has done in their life and through their ministries. We had the Damascus Road Project, which deals with sex trafficking. And I, and I know her name is Lisa. I didn't catch her last name. We had Teen Challenge. Vashon Johnson came, and he shared with us with what God's doing in, in Green Bay. That, uh, we had Jessica Brittle from the Hagar House, the Women's uh, Crisis Center that's working there. We had Prevent Suicide, Deb Trader. We had the Gospel TLC by Pastor uh, Yao Yang. If, how many of you know who Yao Yang is? That man is on fire, okay? And he came and shared with us yesterday from the, the Cross Church. We had the Bridge Street Mission, Pastor Craig Vincent, who is just a pillar in this community, and he just came and shared with us. And we had our one and, our one and only Nick LaFont from our church who came, a, a, a licensed counselor and chaplain in the community but I went, it was, we also had three worship leaders. It was so exciting. We, I didn't know this, but one of the worship leaders who came and sang for us uh, used to attend this church, uh, Mark, and, uh, Mark and Laura, Lauren, Lauren Herod, who used to attend the church here, grow up in the church. It was just great to, to take part in her worship. And again, I had more faith conversations with people in our community than I've had all year. Can I ask you are, you, are you having those faith conversations with people? Just, it's, it's, if you just meet people where they are, you'll be surprised how fast those faith conversations arise. If you pray for opportunities, God will give you those opportunities. But I, 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 
I want to do something here this morning. Throughout the moving experience, and one part of it, it's kind of the healing part. There was a section in the room where people could go up and write on a slip of paper a prayer request. And they were asking, will you, will you, will you pray for me? I got a need. I got a hurt. I got a wound. I got an issue in my life. Will you pray for it? I, I want you to know this box, where it, uh, these are all the prayer requests. I've not read them. I plan to tomorrow. But this is our community. This is the 715 who is calling out to Thrive Church. Will you pray for me? Can I ask all of those people who will who'll say, I will pray for you, will you stand up right now? I'm going to pray for you. I'm going I'm to intercede for you for whatever your need is. I'm gonna pray for you. All those who, anybody else? I'm gonna pray for you. Stretch your hands towards this box right now. In Jesus' name. We just sang about Jesus this morning who breaks down strongholds, addictions, provides hope, Lord gives peace, brings healing. Oh God, you, you, you heal hurts and wounds, Lord, whatever they might be in the mind, in the heart, in the soul, or in the body. And Lord, whatever is in these needs that are here today, we pray in Jesus' name. Everybody say in Jesus' name. Lord, bring healing, bring hope, bring miracles, Lord, to each and every one of these needs that they may know that you are King of kings and Lord of lords. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Let's give God a shout out for what he's going to do. We're going to hear testimonies of what God is going to do in this box. You may be seated. I'm going to ask that you just continue to pray. I believe, man, there was seeds spreaded all over the place this week. And I'm going to pray. I'm going to ask that you would pray along with that. All right. We're going to get right into the message this morning. Again, my name is Sheldon Miles. I'm the lead pastor of this church. And I just want to greet those who are online. Or if you're here today and you visited with us through the moving experience, we're so glad that you're here this morning. And uh, I just encourage you to be a part of, of this service. So we're talking about this thing called the X Factor. The X factor, and the X factor is the difference maker. It's that one element. When you add this, you may have something going on here, but when you add that one element, it takes off. For instance, you just may have just a little spark, a little spark in, in, in the leaves or in, in, a, in a tree or something, just a tiny little spark, right? But the X factor is when that wind comes, that wind comes and blows that spark, and it changes everything. And that's what the Holy Spirit does in our lives. When we add the Holy Spirit, the wind of the Holy Spirit in our lives, it changes everything. It changes everything. So, again, the, the moving experience, I just loved it. I loved the moving experience because we had, our, our vision for this church is to reach the next generation of the 715. And so what we did is we asked artists, these, these young artists, to come and display your work. I felt like a dad. <laughs> I felt like a dad who's like, hey, 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 come, and ch come check out my, my, my son's art here. My son is an artist. I love to talk about my son and how gifted he is as an artist. Hey, come check out my son's art. I kind of felt like we were doing that as a church. We were saying, hey, 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 community, come check out the next generation. See, see what they're doing here. As a matter of fact, I had parents who, of artists, and we, as I greeted them as they left, uh, they, they came up and said, thank you. Thank you for what you did for my son. But what they presented to us, what these young artists gave to us uh, in this de demonstration was they said, this right here, this is my masterpiece. I, they brought their best art. It was magnificent. This is my, my masterpiece. And, and that's interesting. The Apostle Paul will talk to us in Ephesians 2.10. And you know what he says? He, he says, you, 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 you know what he says about you? Just point at your neighbor and says, you know what God says about you? Look at, point, do it now, do it. Come on. You are God's masterpiece. It says, it says right here. For we are God's masterpiece. And he has created us anew in Christ Jesus. Why? So that we can do. Everybody say do. It does not say so that we can sit on the things he wants us to do. 
is so that we can do the things that he's called us to do, to, to be ministers and missionaries. And so you ask the question, why, why, why do we do this, this event, the moving experience, so that we can be ministers and missionaries to the 715? Because I believe he planned it for us a long time ago. So how, how do I illustrate this? And, and I, I know that I may have used a similar illustration in the past, but can I, can I double dip I'm going to double dip on an illustration. Can, will you give me permission? I need permission first here. I, I want you to know, a, a, a few years ago, a few years ago, my brother, I don't know why, he felt like that I needed a cordless drill. He found a deal on cordless drills. I mean, he never does stuff like this. He must have been spirit-led, but he mailed me a cordless drill. He could have just sent me the money and said, go buy this cordless drill, but he needed to send it in the mail, spend all that money to get me a cordless drill, all right? So let me show you my, my cordless drill here. And this is what you call a, a DeWalt masterpiece. It's not a DeWall, all right? Steve, not a DeWall. It's a DeWalt, all right? It's a DeWalt masterpiece. And it has so much potential. I'm not a craftsman, all right? So I, I've only recognized just the small bits of the potential, but it has so much potential in this drill but you know what all it really is when it's not plugged in and there's no power on it it's it's a paperweight that it's that's all it is so you can use it as a hammer but <laughs> you're ruining the masterpiece if you if you ruin it as a hammer so what it needs it needs a power source now so so my brother he sent with me he's got, I got this power thing and it gets plugged into the cord and i can't see it i don't I, I don't understand all the electrodes and stuff like that. you can't see the electricity but you know you plug it in you get a blinking light and you plug in this battery pack here and and you plug it in and it gets charged all right and so then you take the battery. I charged it this morning. And you, this is what you call empowering the drill. Did you hear that locking? That's a cool sound. All, I, guys are just like, go, 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 yeah, do it again, do it again, yeah. And now all of a sudden, wait a second. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now it is empowered. It is empowered. And here's, here's a cool thing. So, so what, it, what we have here, this is in the church office here. We have all of these drill bits. I know. All the guys are just like, all the things that I could do. All the different. And it's got, it got drill bits for all kinds of screws. Man, it's got some things that I've never seen before. It's got for woodworking. It's steel. I mean, it's got potential all over the place. How many of you would say, man, if I had something like that, I could really change the world if I had one of these? How many? Raise your hand. I could change the world. All right. It's a multiple. And so here's the deal. So you, you take one of these drill bits, whatever it is, and, 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 and you put it, you attach it on here, whatever one, and there's all kinds of different ones, but you need to understand the reason why DeWalt Company made this is for a purpose. There's a purpose. It's not just something that you stare at. Maybe some of you guys do that. That's kind of weird, but you, it's like, man, yeah, I just love it. It's made for a purpose. It's made to influence, to change the world, to build, right? The purpose. Are, are you catching what I'm, what I'm saying here this morning? So to, to, let, let, let me just say this. I, I wrote this down. To be empowered with potential and not do anything with it is a sin. That would be a sin for that to happen. James, the, James talks to us about that. You know, anybody who knows the things they should, should be doing and they don't do it, that's a sin. And so the church is made for influence. This is the church. This is you. This is you. And, and God has given you these many, the church, these many giftings. And some of you are like, yeah, I've got kind of lean towards the wood. Some of you, I do the steel, and I can get those different kinds. All kinds of different giftings that God has given to you so much. Listen to, just look around the room. There is so much potential in this room. So much potential. We just need to tap into it. And so the, the, the church is made for influence. 
And you've heard me say this many times. The mission of Thrive Church, our mission is to lead people to become life-giving followers of Jesus. That's what the church is built to do. And God has given us all these spiritual giftings to do that, to lead people to become life-giving followers of Jesus. And so God has given each of you, each of you, a spiritual gift, a unique spiritual gift. How many of you, this is news to you? I didn't know that. God has given you a spiritual gift to influence the world, to be a part, to take part in this mission to lead people to become life-giving followers of Jesus. I need to keep moving here. Last week, we talked about what the Holy Spirit does in us. This week, we're going to talk about what the Holy Spirit wants to do through us. So let me read this. The Apostle Paul tells us what this looks like in the church. He says, Romans 12, just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with the body of Christ. He's talking about us. He's talking about Thrive Church here, the body of Christ. We are many parts, many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. In other words, this right here, the mission of the church is a team project. This is the team. Give the person next to you a high five and say, welcome teammate. We're on the same team. We're on the same team on the same mission. And his grace, God has given us different gifts. Each of you is a different gift. God has given to us different gifts for doing certain things well. You know what that's called? That's called teamwork. So we are a team, and we've been given an assignment and we, when we use our gifts and we use them all together for this team works. Everybody with me this morning? The church is a team created to, to work together, which is teamwork, utilizing the various spiritual gifts he's given us for his mission of life change. I, had to, I just had to write that down. It was in my heart this morning. I like this definition. I'm not sure. I think Doug Clay, superintendent of the Assemblies of God, said this. A spiritual gift is a distinct characteristic given by God through the Holy Spirit to every sincere Christian by God's grace alone for the purpose of the entire body to do ministry effectively. So today I want to talk about the spiritual gifts. And, and I just want you to know, I, some of you are like, he's missing one. He's missing. There are so many spiritual gifts. Where I'm going to really try to be a hit on the ones that, that, are, that are out there. If I miss one, will you please look it up? And just correct me later, okay? Just correct me. Correct me later on that. But, and this is in your notes. Uh, I want you to read some of the descriptions that we're going to talk about. And as we're talking about this, I really want you to circle the ones, or you go back in your notes, circle the ones that just really resonate with you. Like, yeah, that feels like me. And I want you to begin to ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, what are the gifts that you've given to me? In this various array of gifts, which gift have you given to me? And then I want to encourage you to experiment with that gift. I want you to start operating in that gift. And we're going to talk, we'll talk more about that in this message. So I want you to understand there's like three categories of spiritual gifts, all right? Three categories. And the first gift I want to talk about is the serving gifts. And these, these are people who are kind of look at life and their ministry. What you see is what we do. These are the doers of the church. And so many of you uh, were operating in your serving gifts in these past few weeks. The setup, oh my goodness, all the setup and then the teardown. Uh, you, you were just serving our community uh, in what you did uh, in these past few weeks. I believe that the serving gifts are the heart of Jesus because Jesus said, I did not come to be served, I have come to serve. So I really, I, I really I appreciate it, and just as a pastor, respect and appreciate people who have the serving gifts. And I, I just say this, I believe the highest form of spiritual maturity is servanthood. Just write that down, if you get anything out. So, so some of you are like, what is the, what's the highest level I can get in my spiritual journey? I say it's servanthood. Whatever that means to you, I think it's servanthood. Romans 12, 
the Apostle Paul describes some of these serving gifts to us. I'm going to just kind of go through them, just touch them if I can. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. So to prophesy, you've heard that. I want you to know prophecy is one of the, 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 the spiritual gifts that is mentioned most often. And so the people who, are, who have the pro, a gift of prophecy, they see the world and people through God's eyes. And what happens is people who, hear, who have the gift of prophecy, they tend to get these what I call downloads. Anybody ever get a download from God? And a download is not necessarily for you, but you just feel like, I need to tell this specific person. I need to tell pastor. I just need to speak this download. I need to give it to somebody, and God gives me direction on what to give. It's a download, okay? A download from God. It's a message from God to give to somebody else. So it also says in this passage, if your gift is serving others, serve them well. These are people who just, have, they, they naturally have servants' hearts, and they just always have the heart and desire to serve other people. So when they, these are the people when you have a sign-up sheet at the church, and like, hey, we got this ministry going on. These are the people who they just run to the desk, sign me up, whatever it is that you need me to do, I just want to serve. You ever met anybody like that? They just want to serve. I just want to serve. I don't know, I can't help it, I just need to serve. If, you're, if you are a teacher, teach well. So the people who have the teaching gift, they have the ability and the desire to study. Study God's word, and then they have the ability then to communicate what they've studied in a way that people easily learn. It's like, oh, wow, the way you explain it, like that is, man, that's a gift. That's a gift. I don't have that gift. If your gift is to encourage others, which is, you know, there's many words for it, but exhortation. Okay, this is one of my spiritual gifts. Well, by the way, I have three that I really kind of focus in and I hone in on. But these, these people, they're just encouragers. Um, in other words, I just feel like I, it's, you can see all the bad in the world. You can see all the bad in the people. Or am I the only one? All right? But I just have this, I feel like I have this gift to see the good even amongst the bad of somebody. And I just have this, like, I've got to go tell them that they just have this gift. So we had a worship leader who just sang yesterday, and she sang songs that she had written herself. And I just had to, I had to go up and tell her afterwards, like, when you, when you led us in those songs that you sang, it, it didn't feel like you were leading us in a song. It felt like you were leading us in worship. You are so gifted. I just, I had this desire. I have to do it. So let me do it. <laughs> if, if it is giving, give generously. So these people understand everything they have is God's. And they just have the, this desire that what God has given to me, I need to bless others. I need to help resource this ministry or this thing, and I just can't help it. And when I give, it just makes me feel so good. My, my father-in-law has the, 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 the spiritual gift of giving, and he doesn't want anybody to know. Man, he loves to give and just watch, just watch. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. This is one of, one of, I feel like, one of my spiritual gifts as well. And this is kind of the God-given desire and ability to influence people. It's kind of the, I just have this desire that we're on a mission. And i got to help lead this group of people from here to here. It's kind of like Moses when Moses led the Israelites, I gotta help lead people out of bondage and lead them into freedom. And, and I just feel like, yeah, I gotta lead, all right? If you have been given a gift for showing kindness, which is a mercy gift to others, do it gladly. And, and, and mercy people know how to do that. This is kind of like our food pantry. We have a food pantry at the church, and we have people who just operate in the gifts of mercy, and they just... Whoever you are, wherever you're at in life, I will never judge you. I'm going to just blanket you with mercy and kindness. All right? I mean, I know somebody who has the gift of mercy. I love that gift. Then we move to 1 Corinthians 12, 28, and it talks about the helping gifts, the gift of helps. And these people always have the desire to help others accomplish their mission. Is Jeevan here? I don't know if Jeevan is here. Jeevan is in our church, and man, he just, every time we're doing something, he just always wants to help. 
people in the church, help with whatever we're doing. Then there's people who have the gift of administration. And this is the God-given ability to organize for greater impact. Just look at me right now. I am completely empty of that gift. <laughs> okay. I can say, let's do this. And then somebody's going to come up to me, but how? Don't ask those questions. Just let's do it. <laughs> so we had this Easter egg event here at the church. Over 900 people from the 715 community came through the doors of our church, and we just loved on them. We loved our neighbors. And I would hear people as they leave. I didn't know any of them. I love that. I love coming into a church and not knowing anybody there. People walking out the door. I heard it multiple times. This was so organized. And I'm not going to tell you that person's name, but it might rhyme with Sandy. That's all I'm saying. We have the other gifts, and I don't know how to script it, but some of the other, I just want to highlight the gift of worship. This, I want you to know, years ago, years, years ago, I was a worship, I was the worship leader at our church. And that church just continually go into a downward spiral. I really think because I was out of position, not my gifting. But we have great worship leaders here, and these are people who are musically talented. Can we just give it up for the worship team operating in their spiritual gifts? We have the people who have the gift of craftsmanship and creativity, and that is Michelle all over the place. She is, oh, she takes this tool here. Let me show you how to use this. My word, she knows how to just take things and make it beautiful. She's just so gifted in her creativity and, her hosp- and, and in that gifting. And then we have, there's the gift of hospitality the Bible talks about. There is nobody who, is, who has the gift of hospitality higher than Naomi held in this church. And she is just so good at this. She has never met a stranger, right? If you know Naomi, she's never met a stranger. And then we had the gift of intercessory prayer. And we have Sandy down here, uh, Sandy Wall, who is our, uh, the leader of our intercessory prayer me- team. And, and what that means is, like, if you have a need going on in your life, you can reach out to the church, and we will keep it confidential, and we will send it to her team, and her team will keep it confidential, and they will pray for you. Okay, so you're seeing all of these serving gifts. These are people who are doing the work of the church because they're gifted to do that. Now we have, second of all, the equipping gifts. All right, second category, equipping gifts. And this is typically an office in the church. Let me explain here, Ephesians 4.11. Now, these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and the teachers. So the apostle is kind of the God-given gift to pastor and shepherd to go in and to create something. These are like church planners. They can go in and they can just kind of build up a church or they have the ability to, to, to lead and pastor multiple organizations or multiple churches. It's just an incredible gift. But also I think a lot of our missionaries have that gift that they can go into a foreign country and create a ministry. Um, And then you have the gift of the the evangelist. And these are people who, the church that Michelle and I attended before we came here, we, we took a break from ministry, attended this church, and this pastor truly had the gift of evangelism, he would be, we would be sitting there, and he'd be giving a message, and like, yeah, this is okay, this is all good, and you would have people all around us just weeping. I'm like, I don't know what he's saying, but you know, he just had a gift of an evangelist, and by the way, when I took a break from pastoring, I became a chaplain. I feel like this gift, wherever it was before, it really rose up in me. I haven't taken a spiritual gift test in a while, but I think that that evangelist in me has really taken it. And and I really think, I really, really think that each and every one of us, we need to pray for the gift of evangelism. I think every, because everybody has that responsibility to be an evangelist. Let me talk about this more. So the, the gift of pastoring or shepherding, again, one of my spiritual gifts. Uh, And and it's just, I, I just feel, I love the church. I love 
the church. And I, I love the potential, the spiritual potential in a church. And I just feel gifted to lead a body of believers into the mission that God has called us to. And then there's the teachers, and I already talked about that before. So again, listen to what Paul says is their responsibility. These people that I just pointed out, they have a responsibility. Ephesians 4, 12, and 13, don't, don't miss this. Their responsibility, everybody say responsibility. So this pastor right here, he's calling me out. Paul's calling me out. Pastor, you have a responsibility. It is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. You know what Paul just told me as the pastor of this church? Pastor, get it out of your mind that you have to do everything. And there's a lot of churches that do that. And that is the sure recipe for failure. Church, hold me accountable. Because I love the church and I love to do everything. Will you please hold me accountable? How many of you are going to hold me accountable? You're going to hold me accountable to my responsibility. Pastor, you shouldn't be doing that. That's not your responsibility. That's somebody else's gifting. You need to equip the church. You know, when I look at this passage here, I think of like a coach. I, I, like the God has called me to be a coach, if you will. Is that fair to use that analogy, a, a coach? And, and what a coach does is they, they equip the team to make sure everyone is in their proper, their, the right position. I'm going to help you find your spiritual gift, help you get into your position, and then that you know what the mission is, and then you know what the mission that we need to accomplish, and now I'm going to empower you. And I'm going to help coach you. I'm going to help you, and we're going to trust that God gives us the understanding of what the win is. I want you to know the win for Thrive Church is that if we would make an impact in the next generation of the 715, that's a win. That's the win of the church. Life change. Life change. And so a coach does this. A coach not only equips its team, but they build up the team. So it's my responsibility to lead this team, to encourage you, to challenge you. Sometimes There is a difference. I'm going to encourage you like, yeah, you're doing a great job. And sometimes I'm going to challenge you and say, hey, you know, I think maybe you could do this a little bit differently. I really think, man, you got something going on there, but I'm going to challenge because that's what coaches do. And I feel like that's the responsibility. And so the why is so that the church can do the work, the leading people to become life-giving followers of Jesus. You can do the work of the church. It's not for me to take. I'm robbing you of a blessing if the pastors or the staff do all of the work of the church. Now, don't get me wrong. We're servant leaders. Everybody on this team, they are servant leaders. We're going to get in and get our hands dirty but it's the church's responsibility. So when we do an event like the moving experience, that's a time for the church to come together as a team and do team work. So when a church is equipped, it becomes healthy. There is ownership. And when I say ownership in a church, that means people, this is the attitude of, of, a, of, a, of, of an ownership. Pastor, I'm not a consumer. Look at the neighbor next to you and say, I'm not a consumer. I don't come to church to consume. It's not about me. It's not about me. Look at a neighbor and say, I'm a contributor. I'm a contributor. I'm not a consumer. I have ownership of this church. I'm on a mission. I'm on a mission. And then and what happens is when people own it, then there's spiritual maturity and there's unity in the church. And all of a sudden, the church has influence in its community. It's life-giving. Now, let me talk about this third Third category of spiritual gifts. Is this helpful for everybody? Everybody's learning here, okay? Supernatural gifts. Supernatural, are, 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 these are the demonstrations of the Holy Spirit's presence and power demonstrated through people. So what we, that was totally unplanned what happened at the end of our worship this morning. But that was a demonstration of what the Holy Spirit. And some, some people are sitting there, because I've been there. And my thought was, that was weird. That was weird. And I want you to know, it's weird. It, the reason why it felt weird to you is because it wasn't natural. It was supernatural. 
And, and a lot of times, supernatural things, that's just weird. I don't get it. And that's why it's so important that we learn to tap into the supernatural. When we talk about the Holy Spirit, you really have to, like, I'm tapping into the supernatural power of God. And, and you look through the Bible, you see it all the time. As God worked through the supernatural in people's lives, he wants to do it in you, and he wants to do it through here. Can we just talk about the supernatural? I can't explain this battery. I, I, like, I can't see the energy. All I know is when it's lined up, man, it's got power. Supernatural. So he talks about this, 1 Corinthians 12. A spiritual gift uh, is, is given to each of us so that we can help each other, not hinder each other. God's given you a supernatural gift so that you can help each other. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice, which is wisdom. This is somebody who has understanding for God for what to do in a particular situation. There's people in my life who I recognize have the gift of wisdom. And I will call them and reach out to them and say, hey, I got this thing, man. I just need some wisdom. And they'll give me a download. I'm like, man, that is so wise. And I'm like, where did you get that from? And he's like, I don't know. I just felt like God had me to tell you that. That was the wisdom. To another, the same spirit gives us a message of special knowledge. These people just have this understanding of a particular situation that nobody else could have given them. They just have this knowledge. And I used to work with a pastor, an associate pastor before, who just had this gift of knowledge. And he would talk to some people, and he would tell them things, and he would tell me what he told them. I'm like, oh, my word, are you crazy? You can't, oh, my, you can't say that to them. Like, how do you know that? I'm like, don't do that. Find out three days later he was dead on. I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> but man, that's weird. <laughs> so, so people have that gift of knowledge. It's a supernatural gift of knowledge. The same spirit gives great faith to a, to a person. This is the supernatural power to believe in God. These are the people who are just like, hey, I'm telling you, I just believe God. I don't know why. I just have this, I don't, even when I don't see it, even when I don't feel it, even when I don't like it, I just believe God is in it. He's going to show up, so I'm going to go to bed, and I'm going to sleep really good tonight. I mean, I wish I had that gift all the time. We had the, uh, he gives one person the power to perform miracles. And I, I did, listen, I don't want you to be blown away by that. I just believe miracles happen in that Bible I read all the time, and I believe miracles happen Today, they happen today. And the another ability to prophesy, I already talked about that before, the ability to discern. There are people who are truth detectors. I always, when I go on a staff, on a team, I always want to surround myself with a truth detector. These are people who, who just, I just, somebody will come up to you and say, I just got a red flag. I just, I just am discerning. I'm like, you don't even know the person. I'm just telling you, I'm discerning. I'm like, okay, well, whatever. The gift of encouragement, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and nine times out of ten, it will come back like that person's discernment was right on. Okay? People who have discernment, they can just read a room. They can read a person, read a situation. Is this helpful for you this morning? It's a supernatural thing that God has given to people. Still another person is given the ability to speak in an unknown language. The gift of tongues. And, and so what we just experienced this morning, we had, we had somebody who just in, in, in the worship time just like spoke out in, in his tongue and like, wow, that was crazy. And God, we believe the Holy Spirit was speaking through this. Not everybody has that gift, but they just like when they're in a, in a group of people and a, a group of Christian believers, they just, I, I just, I feel this urge. I can't keep it in. So, and there it goes. And then you have the gift of interpretation. And so what you heard for somebody, complete strangers, I'm not even sure if these people met before, but this person's like, I just, I'm getting a download from God, and I, I need to speak it out, and I, I, I just need to speak it out. So that's, that's what we had as a demonstration up in the church. And so I grew up in a church where that was quite common. It, it was quite common, and it just not everybody had that gift, but there, there were certain people that did. And he says, Paul says, it is the one and only Spirit who distributes all of these gifts. So the Holy Spirit is the one to say, okay, this gift goes to you, and this one goes to you, and you get a different one. You have this gift, and that's just who, you're, who you are. 
He gives them to him, each and every person that is different. I want to talk about the spiritual, the supernatural gifts, because sometimes this is where the church goes wanky dank, is in the supernatural gifts. And it's interesting. In 1 Corinthians 12, Paul talks to us about the spiritual gifts. Follow me. 1 Corinthians 13, the very next chapter, is all about, oh, by the way, when you operate in these spiritual gifts, it's all about love. If you're not operating in these spiritual gifts in a spirit of love, you're just making noise. Okay? Then he moves on to 1 Corinthians 14. He's like, I want to talk a little bit more about these supernatural gifts because this is where it can get kind of wanky-dank. And I'm going to give you some certain instructions about that. So here's some instructions for the supernatural gifts. Number one, they are to help others. And for sake of time, I'm just going to quickly read. But in a church meeting, I would rather speak five understandable words to help others than 10,000 words in an unknown language. These are people who are to, to help others. So... Let, 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 me, let me give you an illustration here. So I was in a, in a service, in a service in a, in a church, and I gave permission. It was one of these prayer services. I gave permission. You know, you feel like you're getting a download from the Lord. Just go ahead and share that with us. One person stood up, and it was so life-giving. I'm like, oh, that just, oh, that was great. I even went to that person, like, can you please write down what you said? Because that was powerful. That was for the church, and thank you, God. And so then I gave the opportunity. Is there anybody else? You feel like you're getting a download from God. So this person stood up and just began to talk about love, and then all of a sudden, boom, I condemn you, I condemn you, I condemn you, I condemn you, I condemn you. And I'm like, dead, time out, no, no more, done. That was, not, that was not about helping others. That was that person's, uh, my, their own focus, okay? To, the second of all is to strengthen everyone. But everything that is done must strengthen all of you. It must strengthen. What that person was doing was not strengthening the church. That person was tearing down the church. So we need to ask these quick questions here. Does it glorify Jesus? Does it edify the church? It is a good witness to non-believers, does it do those three things? Now, quickly here. Number three, it needs to be practiced properly and in order. Verse 33, for God is not a God of disorder, but of peace. Verse 40, but be sure that everything is done properly and in order. So remember, I said this last week as we talk about this sermon series, the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. The Holy Spirit is not about chaos and he's not about out of control. Now, I want to talk about how we see the vocal gifts being demonstrated here at Thrive Church. So again, we're gonna, in the spirit of following Paul's instructions, Paul gives us some instructions. I wanna talk to you about what I feel like it looks like here at Thrive Church. I've consulted people who have spiritual discernment and wisdom, and here's what we got here. First of all, if you are gonna operate in the verbal gifts, that we just demonstrated this morning. You need to hear from me as your pastor that you need to be a member of good standing in this church. You need to be a member. So if you feel like you have that gifting, I'm gonna ask you to hold back till you become a member of the church. Number two, I'm gonna ask you if you have, you feel like you have one of the verbal gifts of prophecy, uh, tongues, and interpretation, that you would come and talk to me and say, Pastor, I want you to know I have one of those gifts that, that you just shared this morning. You know, you know if you have it, you know when you don't, okay? But I want you to communicate to the pastor. And the reason why is so that we can work together. We want to work together, and that avoids any chaos and avoids any confusion. Number three, if, if there is prophecy, it, it's called a prophetic word. And I put this in your notes this morning. And, and, and there's a reason why I'm going to explain this. I want you, if you are one of those people and you get a download from God to give to myself, to give to the church, for, for, me, to, to, 
for everybody to know or if it's for an individual. I just want you to write it down. And we're going we're gonna to put these in the church pocket, the, the chair pockets in front of you. So in the middle of the service, you feel like, I'm getting a download from God. Because it often happens in a church service. I just want you to write it down. And there's even a, a QR code you can write there. And you can just send us that word, whatever that is. But I just want you to write it down. And then as you leave the service, I want you to just fold it up and put it in the giving box. Now, here's the reason why we want you to write it down. What I'm holding here is a treasure. This is a prophecy that somebody hand wrote. I had it typed out now, like years ago. 1987, May of 1987, that somebody gave to me. This prophecy transformed my life and gave it complete direction. I am here today because of this word that somebody gave to me. Okay? So I, I want you to know it's demonstrated. I believe in it. If you would read it, you're like, yeah, that's cool. That's, that's really cool. Four years ago, was in India. Was with the missionary, and we were driving, and one of his pastor friends called and said, hey, is that American guy with you? I'm like, yeah. He goes, he goes I, got a, I got a word to give to him. A word of, 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 I'm like, oh, this is awesome. And he started to talk, and like, I'm not understanding. And he talked for like 14 minutes. I recorded it on my phone. And, and, like, I've given it to somebody to help me to really, but I don't know if it really stuck. I think maybe it reaffirmed this, but I don't know. But I will tell you this. I go back to the written one, and I have understanding. I can take it. If somebody get a, gave me a word, I can take it. And, like, Lord, what does this mean? Lord, what are you trying to I can take time to meditate on it and focus on it. I'm like, okay, Lord, what are you trying to say through the word that somebody's given to me? So does that make sense? And, and that's why you're like, oh, that's why, oh that, that makes sense. These are kind of guardrails. So, so what we want you to do is you feel like you get a download from God. Put your name on it. If you don't put your name on it and it gets turned into the office, it gets thrown away. Okay? You need to put your name on it. And then you need to check, this is for the church, this is for a person, or this is for the pastor. And you just write it down. You can write on the back of it. But that's how we want you to operate in this gifting. So again, so that we have structure so that we have it in order, all right? Um, again, I want to talk about the gifts of tongues, the gifts of tongues and interpretation. Once again, I ask that if you have those gifts, that you are a member of the church in good standing and that you would communicate to me that you operate in that giftings. And I ask that that person be, that they work in the right timing. And as we work together, I'll talk about it and I'll say, hey, this is when I feel like it's the best timing for that to happen. And then I want you to, for those who give interpretation, you need to remember that you need to do it in a right spirit. 1 Corinthians 13, if you want to know what that spirit is, 1 Corinthians 13. I want, you to, I want you to give right translation. And what I mean by that is, listen to me. How many of you have been a part of a service? Like, why is that person, like, when they talk to me like this, it's normal. But when they talk in that, it's King James Version. I want you to give the right translation, all right? Uh, and then I want you to have a growth mindset. So when you come talk to me, now that I know that you have that gifting, each and every time I'm going to come up to you afterwards and say, I'm going to encourage you. I'm going to use my encouraging gift, and I'm going to use my pastoring gift to help you. And say, hey, that was really great. That was really awesome. But it just came across as a little harsh. So I want you to operate, continue to operate in it. But I want you to, yeah, I want you to do this. Does that sound fair? Does that, does that, does that does everybody understand that? And so somebody told me this. The acid test of spirituality, of spiritual maturity, is whether or not a person can receive correction. All right, I'm, I, I've went too long here, so I'm going to bypass some of these, these final notes. And the question is, where do we go from here? What do I do with this? What it, I would tell you this. Where do I go from here? Number one, you need to discover what your gift is. It's your responsibility. You have a gift inside of you that God has given to you. And you need to discover that. And so I gave you a website that, that kind of gives a little bit clarity where you can take a spiritual gifts test. Or you get number two, you need to discover it. You need to develop. You need to develop that. And, and that's why uh, take, your, take your spiritual gift and make it better. That spiritual gift. 
We, we do the spirit in our growth track. That's a great place for you to discover what your spiritual gift is. And if you're not sure, well, just begin to operate in what you feel like it is. And then begin to develop it, grow it. One of my responsibilities as a pastor is to develop my preaching, the preaching of the word. That's my responsibility. And I take time to develop that gift. And then last of all is you need to deploy it. That means you need, go do it. You're empowered. And the best way that we can do that as a team is for you to get on the serve team of this church. If you can go take the growth track, become a member of this church, get on the serve team and serve. I know I've went long this morning. I'm I'm passionate about the church. I, I hope that you heard this pastor's heart speak this morning, I love the church, and I want to see a healthy church because when you have a healthy church, you have a growing church. And when you have a, a growing church, you have a church that's thriving and all that God has called it to be. Amen? Amen. I, I'm going to ask you right now, have you received the gift of the Holy Spirit? And what I mean by that, have you received Jesus in your heart? Have you surrendered your life to Jesus? Because like I said before, this is you without Jesus. But when you invite Jesus into your heart, God takes his Holy Spirit and empowers your life. Have you received God's gift of salvation? And if you've not done that, I'm going to give you the opportunity to do that right now. I'm going to ask you to just bow your heads with me right now. And it's this simple. We are saved by grace. Say, God, forgive me. I recognize that your son, Jesus, is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You died on the cross for my sins. You rose again on the third day. I choose today to follow you. Come live in my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know what just happened there? Some of you, I don't know who it is. Maybe it's you online. What God has done is he's just placed his spirit inside of you, and I want you to be excited about that. Can we be excited about that this morning? Let's be excited for them. Life change is beginning to happen. I want you, I want you this morning now, all of you, I want you to begin to pray about, God, what are my spiritual gifts that you've called me to do? And I want you to start praying, God, what is it that you want me to do with these spiritual gifts? Because once again, what I said before, to have a spiritual gift and to not do anything with it is a sin. It's a sin. And last of all, as I mentioned before, I'm going to challenge the church. I'm going to talk about the overflowing of the Holy Spirit here in two weeks on Pentecost Sunday. I'm going to ask you, the church, to pray, say, God, I want the overflowing of the Holy Spirit, whatever that means. Will you do that? Just begin to pray in that direction because he's a gentleman. He's a gentleman. So let's pray right now. Father, we thank you. Lord, we thank you for these gifts that you've given to us for life change. Oh, Lord. We're so excited about the life change that is happening in the 715 through your body of Christ, Thrive Church. And I pray for each and every one of these person, people here that they would discover, that they would develop, and they would deploy the gifts that you've given to them in the spirit of life change.